In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, may our attitude and spirit be like that of Samuel, who said, Speak, O Lord, your servant hears. Amen. Who likes going to a funeral? The atmosphere is solemn and gloomy and depressing. The conversation is often not exciting. People dress in dark colors. You might get a decent meal out of it. But seriously, who likes going to funerals? We don't. In fact, we prefer not to call them funerals anymore. We sanitize them by calling them a celebration of life. Because who likes being reminded that they're going to die? Call it what you may, though. But we can only sanitize the sting of death to an extent. When the circumstances of death are particularly tragic, say like in the case of the death of a child or young person, or when the sole survivor is left destitute by that death, it is hard to ignore the sting of death. It is at this kind of funeral, nay, celebration of life, that we find Jesus in Luke chapter 7. At this occasion, death's sting takes two forms, that of the death of a young man and in the widow's plight. The young man's death was death's sting. No parent should ever have to bury their child, but parents end up having to bury their children anyways. Whether it be childhood cancer, a complication from a birth defect, sudden infant death syndrome, or the like, parents, even in the first world, end up having to bury their children. Perhaps even more tragically, though, is the death of a slightly older child, say, like a teenager or a young adult, children who have much of their lives already ahead of them. We see many young people die to tragic circumstances, be it drugs, auto accidents, mass violence, or just a random act of nature, like a tree falling down. Earlier this month, a 17-year-old girl from Portage was killed in an auto accident east of the Dells. This happens all the time. It is in this category that the young man in Luke chapter 7 falls into. We don't know how he died. It could have been an act of violence, a workplace accident, or an incurable disease. Scripture simply doesn't say. Nevertheless, he should have been in the prime of his life. And that's why his death was particularly tragic. That's why death's sting was so sharp. But a young death was only the start of the insult. The widow's plight was death's sting. The widow had already lost her husband to death. And while death's sting was nothing new to her, the death of her only son was not only tragic, but also financially and socially devastating. See, in her society, men were the breadwinners. That's just how it was. Widows were expected to be provided for by their sons. And this was the case for this widow. But upon the death of her only son, all household income dried up and social security wouldn't be invented for another 1,900 years. So with no breadwinner and no social security, the widow was out on tough luck. But what about her neighbors? 
Well, you might would think her neighbors would have compassion, and maybe some of them would. But there was also a social stigma against this widow. After all, not only did her husband die, but also now her son. Perhaps she was the cause, was the thinking, or perhaps she has been cursed by God. Man, no wonder some of us would rather not deal with people. Nevertheless, this thinking was pervasive in the society in which the widow lived. Her neighbors might have helped with the funeral, I mean celebration of life, but there was no guarantee that they would help beyond that. So this widow was in deep distress. Is it no surprise then that she was crying her heart out at the funeral of her only son? She had nothing and nobody now. Until Jesus steps into the picture. And he says to the widow, Do not weep. Do not weep? What does he mean, do not weep? This widow has just lost everything. She has lost her husband. She's lost her only son. She has lost all her household revenue. And as a cherry on top, she's lost the support of her neighbors who probably think she's cursed by God. So what was Jesus thinking by saying, Do not weep. But Jesus isn't all talk. Well, sort of, because he raised the young man by speaking. He said, young man, I say to you, be arisen. And sure enough, the young man sat up and started talking. You see, while we hopelessly try to sanitize death, Jesus succeeds at doing so. When Jesus goes to a funeral... Death loses its sting. When Jesus goes to a funeral, the corpse is going to come back to life and stand up. When Jesus goes to a funeral, it becomes a true celebration of life because there's a resurrection. When Jesus goes to a funeral, he beats death at its own game. He even touches the casket, touches death itself, before proceeding to beat death into submission by speaking a few words. The amount of disrespect toward death here is palpable. And when Jesus goes to his own funeral, when Jesus is the corpse, death gets it handed to him there too. And to add insult to injury, Christ even died a brutal and humiliating death upon the cross. But why would Jesus take the time to humiliate death? Why go through the trouble? Why did the most holy go to these funerals of unpure sinners? Why did the very immortal Son of God very mortal Son of God, die on the cross and rise again. He did it for you. He did it because he has compassion on you. The great prophet has arisen among us so that you may know who is master over sin and death. God has visited his people so that life would triumph over death. In this miracle, the world got a foretaste of the resurrection of all flesh. On, the, on that day of your visitation, that is, judgment day, Jesus will say to you, be arisen. And when you arise, the things that ailed you in this life, all the diseases, achy joints, broken bones, mental illnesses, all those stings of death will be no more. When you arise on that day of resurrection, you will no longer cry for sorrow. And what tears of joy you do shed... God himself will wipe away. So when you are confronted with death, 
When your loved one dies, when you are reminded that you will die, take heart. Death has lost its sting. Death has been sanitized by your Lord and Savior. You see, when Jesus goes to a funeral, including your funeral, it ain't going to be a funeral for a whole lot longer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please rise. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.